giving up on dating is actually not the same as being content. True contentment is this, regardless of your marital status, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're engaged, or maybe you're in a relationship right now, you're okay with wherever God has you right now. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Grace and Truth. I'm a grateful gospel-centered disciple of Jesus Christ who struggles yet perseveres, and my name is Dave. I hope and pray that you're doing well. Today's podcast, entitled Quitting is Not Contentment, was broadcasted live on Facebook on October 4th, 2021. Let's take a listen. Father, thank you that you are still with us. And Adonai, I ask that you would just be with me right now as I take on a very uh, difficult topic tonight. Um, What we know not, would you teach us? What we have not, would you give us? What we are not, would you make us? Please speak through me. May what I say be used for your glory. And ultimately, be what I share be used to point people to your gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, not yesterday, but this past, but last Sunday, um, I was invited to dinner at my parents' place, and um, my brother was going to make um, a pasta dish that we've been making at the as a family for the past few um, months, and it's called spaghetti Marco Polo. Now. Before dinner started, um, I was a little uh, down. You see, over the past few um, months, um, I'd been working on learning to be content. Um, And so you'll be surprised to know content with being single. Some of you are like, Dave, how could you? You've been teaching people against that for so long. Well, I'll explain in a moment what true contentment is. And um, I've had this tendency to share with my friends, you know, every time I try to be content, I always become prideful, arrogant, and unwilling to associate with couples. Well, um, while trying to and not getting myself out there, um, I noticed that um, I wasn't talking to the Lord a lot and not listening to a lot of worship music. And so I was wrestling with that. Well, when I got to my parents' place for dinner, um, I was feeling down. And one of the things that I always have to keep in mind whenever I talk to my parents before dinner is um, I cannot say anything about anything I'm struggling with until after I eat. Um, My first sponsor in the program that I've been a part of for almost seven years now introduced me to the method called HALT. Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Are you tired? And aside from my last name, 95% of the time, it's usually because I'm hungry. So um, now, of course, Spaghetti Marco Polo takes a lot of time to prepare. So um, mom was asking me why I was feeling down. And um, 
or tell me about your day, tell me about your out your Sunday. And I said, no, I, I need to eat something before I, I talk. And um, at first, my my brother was like, well, what is he talking about? But then uh, mom finally gave me some chips and I ate and I felt a little better. And then I said, thanks. There's There was kind of a reason why and I explained to Stephen the whole situation. See, I'm held accountable to ensure that I eat before I share about what is going on with me to my parents. And Halt has been a lifesaver and I'm grateful that Big Bro uh, introduced that to me. Well, I did share about my dilemma with my parents and my brother and my mom was able to clarify with me the truth and I wish someone had told me sooner, although I have to give credit where credit is due, I wish I had known sooner. And that's this. True contentment is different than giving up. So, you know, when people are often told, now some of you who may be watching this, you may be thinking, what, what, is, what are you talking about? Um, yes, what I mean is, when you tell someone to be content with their singleness, I mean, that, that it's good that you're doing that because we do need to be content. The problem is, a lot of people, whether we know it or not, will perceive that as give up on dating. And giving up on dating is actually not the same as being content. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. So true contentment is this. Regardless of your marital status, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're engaged, or maybe you're in a relationship right now, you're okay with wherever God has you right now. See, that's true contentment. Giving up on dating is totally man-made. It's more along the lines of, oh, I, I just haven't met the right person, so I'm just going to give up and, and just go on. That's not true contentment. There's nothing, there, there's no fruit in that. So that's actually a form of quitting. And there is nothing gospel-centered about being a quitter. I mean, we were never called to be quitters when it came to the Great Commission. What makes us think that we can be quitters when it comes to, to life skills? There's a humongous distinction. I, I even came across a uh, quote from a friend and sister of mine, um, Casey Nicole, on the world of St. Instagram. Here, here's what she said. God knows our desires and he also knows our needs. Our aim as followers of Jesus is to glorify God and to and be made more into his image. And the person God puts us with will will be someone who makes us look more like him. Hashtag solid truth. And you know, as I reflect on that, th there's a lot to learn from from all that. Now, having said that, when we talk about true contentment, especially when it comes to um to this issue and actually distinguishing between being content and being a quitter. It is okay to, you can be content and date at the same time. It's okay, you can do both, it is possible. Now, having said that, if you do, you have to make sure that Christ is in the center of your desire because there's a lot of pleasures in this world that can actually be used for God's glory 
and others that can be a huge distraction that could deviate us from our walk with the Lord and they can turn into idols. Last Friday um, at Kaleo, which is the new young adults group that I've been going to on Friday nights at North Creek Church in Walnut Creek, um, one of the leaders who happens to also be in my discipleship group, which is called a DG for short, um, he preached from James chapter 4, and he was focusing on verses 1 through 10. So if you have your Bibles, turn to James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source of your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world sets himself as an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture speaks to no purpose? He, is je he jealously desires the spirit which he has made to dwell in us but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Be subject, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded, be miserable and mourn and cry. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. So one of the things I took away from um, my friend's message is um, that a lot of people, when they don't get what they want, they'll sin in order to get what they want. And that's a red flag. Now, recognizing that that's not the, the direction that God wants me to go, I pulled aside my friend and say, let's suppose um, Christ is in the center of that desire and you want to do it the way God wants you to rather than how you want to. He's like, oh, then that's great. Absolutely. And oddly enough, what we also realized was this. If an, Another thing is this. If we desire to follow God's will when it comes to a certain thing, like dating, for example, and yet we're not doing it, like we're just being passive and trying to evade, um, oddly enough, because our minds and our hearts can lead us astray that can also lead to sin for being passive and so um that he was like whoa yeah you're you're so right on that one maybe we should bring that up in our dg and we did and it's amazing you know one of the things i love about uh the discipleship group that i'm a part of as well as my church cv first and um my com group intercom um, is that there are a lot of people in our group who are like-minded. Now, some of you may be wondering, what do you mean by that? Well, um, that is those who have been um, walking with the Lord and are on the same page when it comes to when it, theologically and doctrinally. Now, there are some groups who will argue that um, not that if you only be, that if you're only discipled by like-minded believers, it'll be hard for you to get yourself out there and to associate yourself with those who do not uh, think the same way you do, especially those who are non-believers. Um, 
under some circumstances, there's an element of truth to that. At the same time, though, in order for us to walk down the narrow road that God wants us to go, being with like-minded believers in the sense of discipleship is actually healthier because you're actually staying the course. And it's a lot easier for you to stay the course when you're being discipled by like-minded believers and have a biblical understanding of the gospel. I can tell you that since putting myself in that kind of a situation, it's actually made it a lot um, easier for me to be more receptive to people when it comes to uh, certain perspectives on certain things. And it's actually made it a lot harder for me to get frustrated, but rather to trust that there's a reason why God has put these people in my life and that, that, that we're all, and that I just can't argue with it. It's like, yeah, just to take it with a grain of salt. Has it been hard? You bet it has, but it has also helped me gain a better understanding of why it's important to be submissive. Uh, and I, I am just immensely grateful for that. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I've been learning. And another thing that I learned is that sometimes, a lot of times, excuse me, I feel passive about getting myself out there because I'm worried I might not look good or I may not have the strength or the guts to get out there and not look desperate. <laughs> I'm sure many of you watching feel the same way. Um, well, I was reminded of Pastor John's message. Pastor John Wodetsky is my pastor at CV First. And um, he taught from Luke chapter, chapter five. Um, we've been in the Gospel of Luke at CV First. And um, right now we, we, looked at, we looked at the life of, um, of Jesus where he basically tells Levi, a tax collector, to follow him. And, um, and that's what he did. Um, reference uh, Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. I don't have time to read it, but I would encourage you to read it at your own spare time. Luke chapter 5, verses 27 through 32. Um, and one of the notes that I jotted down while Pastor John was preaching was this, I can't, but God can. Um, are we willing to trust God regardless of what fears, insecurities, and, and concerns we have? And we should always be prepared for God's calling in our lives. We must be faithful to what God has called us to do. <sighs> That really got me pushed, but in a good way. You see, that's, that's hard, but hashtag solid truth that I needed to hear. And so I just want to encourage you guys that if you're feeling a sense of insecurity when it comes to asking girls out or asking guys out, both are okay, by the way. Um, um, just remember, God's with you, and he'll work through you. Just make sure that he is in the center of that desire. I mean, Moses may have felt insecure about his speech and, and uh, how Pharaoh would respond when he would tell God, when he would speak on behalf of God, let my people go. Yet God was still with him in the midst of it all. And he'll be with us when it comes to that too.
All right, now, I'd like to give some concluding thoughts. And um, before I do that, I'm gonna give some recommended resources. Um, unfortunately, they don't record the messages at Kaleo. So I really, really wanted to share that message from my friend, but they don't record the messages, so I'm not able to share it with you. But I do encourage you, if you're not doing anything on Friday nights, come to North Creek Church on Friday nights for Kaleo. It's for those between the ages of 24 and 34. Um, if you're over that age, they have another group available for you as well. Um, and if you are between 18 to 24, they have another group that meets on Thursday nights called Impact. And there's another group that meets on, on Sundays at 1030 called Interchange. Um, I am not a part of Interchange because I'm committed to CV first, but I am a part of Kaleo on Friday nights. And since sometimes uh, they'll have to meet at different locations because they have the North Creek uh a counseling training that usually takes place like quarterly um, let me know um, you can reach out to me about Kaleo and I can definitely um, give any information you need to um, the people at Kaleo and we'd be happy to help you um, the second I'm gonna post a link to it is Pastor John's message from Sunday and I'll post it from the CV first website over here so that way you can listen at your own spare time and to really be challenged as well. All right, now some concluding thoughts. As I mentioned earlier, you can be content and date at the same time. It is possible. You just have to ask God to help you with that. And if you date, make sure that Christ is in the center of the desire. If he's not, then you're turning it into an idol. And that's when you need to, need to be held accountable for that. Third, as I mentioned earlier, giving up on dating is not the same as true contentment. Giving up is a form of quitting, and there is nothing gospel-centered about being a quitter. We were never taught to be quitters when it came to the Great Commission. What makes us think we can be quitters when it comes to life skills? And finally, and for those of you watching who are like, oh, Dave, if you're gonna encourage people to date, please uh, don't, don't let them come across as desperate to us. Well, newsflash, you're in luck. Guys or gals, if you do ask someone out, don't come across as desperate. You can be who God has called you to be regardless of where you are. I mean, you don't have to come across like that. I mean, I'm actually content with being single, and right now, since since I've only been at Kaleo for uh, for a few weeks, I have to get to know people at least. I mean, I mean, if if you, I mean, the one thing that you want to know do is just at least get to know someone as a friend first, and then in God's timing or providence, he'll he'll put someone into your life. I mean, if you just jump the gun, um, it it won't work like that. It just doesn't. It it's just not going to work. So. Um, don't come across as desperate and get to know the people that you're around before even thinking about considering being in a relationship because who knows if you jump the gun and you find out wait a second this isn't the kind of kind of person I want to be with for the rest of my life I'll tell you you'll save yourself a lot of heartache when that happens now I know this message was a difficult one I don't know um, where you are in your walk right now, but I hope and pray 
that whatever you're going through right now, that that God that you'll be reminded that that God has never left your side, and that as believers we're called to persevere, and we can't do it without God's help, and we only hear it from His Word. We don't hear it from any other kinds of we don't hear it like audibly in our ears like that or like practicing some sort of practice to try to find ourselves. No, 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 no. We are totally depraved, sinful human beings who are in desperate need of, a, of being reminded of the Savior who died for us and shed his blood for us. And this is the only way he speaks to us. We speak to him in prayer. He speaks to us through his word. Join me in prayer, will you please? Father, help us. Help us to desire to do things that are in line with your will for us. Help us to discern the pleasures of this world that we that will distract us from you and others that we can use for your glory in a way that has you in the center of it all. Lord, would you help us to persevere when it comes to life skills? May we be reminded that quitting and true contentment are not the same thing. That giving up on whatever it is, whether dating or, or getting a job or, or driving or anything like that, that's not the same as contentment. True contentment is whatever is going on in our life, wherever we are, regardless of where we are, we're content with where we are because of what you've done for us on the cross. Lord, and if there's anyone here tonight who's hurting, may they know that there is comfort in your gospel. I thank you for tonight, and I ask that you would just remind us of your truth and point us to your truth in the, in this, throughout this week and the weeks to come. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. On our next podcast, you're in for a treat. I had the immense privilege of interviewing a friend and sister of mine who hosts a podcast for singles. In this interview, we briefly discuss how quitting is not contentment and how you can continue to serve the Lord regardless of where you are in your walk. I hope you can join us next time. Thanks for listening. You can contact me at my website, chewmadenew.com. Or you can call me at 510-516-CHEW. That's 510-516-2439. Or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, peace out and God bless. Cinco's!